Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Wow, it's so great to see you today. And I'm thinking about a year ago, because a year ago we were not meeting here. We were meeting at home, you know, and, and you know, I like here better, I can just tell you that. And uh, thank God. Thankful for all of you watching online. Thank you for all of our online viewers, which are, you know, uh, uh, so many online. God bless you. And thank you for all of you that are here on campus. But let me just say, you know, there's nothing like getting together in God's house with God's people in God's presence. And uh, so I just bless all of you, and I pray that you'll feel the Lord's presence in some way today, in several ways today, as he speaks to your heart during these next few moments. Hallelujah. And that song that we just sang about God's faithfulness, man, that's the bottom line. God has been faithful in our lives. How many of you would agree with that today? We serve a faithful God. And he has got us through, and he's getting us through. Hallelujah. We've got a few more miles to go on this journey, but he's getting us through, and then he'll get us through the next journey. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk this morning on this Palm Sunday about obedience and the blessings of obedience. And so uh, Palm Sunday is a day that marks the beginning of Passion Week or Holy Week. And I always wondered why they call it Passion Week. So I always looked that up and goes like, I, I mean, I, why do we call it the, you know, it's the Passion of the Christ or Passion Week. But Passion Week has to do with Christ going willingly to the cross on our behalf. In other words, that was his passion, his calling. In fact, he was sent to this earth to die on the cross. But he went to the cross willingly and obediently to pay for our sins, your sins and mine. And aren't you glad that he did, amen? Amen. But here's what I want you to see right now, because we're talking about the blessings of obedience so that Jesus went to the cross willingly and obediently, and because of that, God blessed him. And when we walk in obedience, God will bless us as well. So we're talking about this Passion Week, where it starts with Palm Sunday and ends on Easter Sunday. But Passion Week had quite a few different... uh, things that happened, all right, events that took place between uh, Sunday and Sunday, all right. So let's just take a look at it for a second on the screen right now. First of all, on Sunday, this Palm Sunday, the crowds cheered Jesus as he entered into Jerusalem, started out the Mount of Olives, went down the Mount, and then up into Jerusalem, and uh, they said, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And by Hosanna, they were saying, Lord, save now, or Lord, help us now. But Jesus had all of this fame that had been built up over his three years of ministry. And when the crowds saw him, they said, this is our Savior, this is our Messiah. Even though the religious people of that day didn't believe it, but the crowds were right out there because they'd seen the miracles, all of the miracles that Jesus did during his time here on earth, his ministry here on earth. And then on Monday, Jesus angers the leaders by turning over the tables in, in, in the temple. Remember that? He cleansed the temple. And Jesus comes into this temple that had turned out to be kind of a religious business. And he said, this place was meant to be a place of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. And so he turned over the tables of the money changers and he cleansed the temple. Let me just say today that Jesus wants to cleanse this temple. 
It was in the Old Testament, we had the temple of the, you know, that was built by hands, but we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, and how we know that God wants to cleanse this temple, our temple, you and me? If you believe that, say aloud, amen, amen. amen. Then on Tuesday, Jesus confronted the hypocrisy of the Jewish leaders, and I'm talking about the scribes and the Pharisees, those who were in the Sanhedrin, that huge, massive uh, hierarchy of religious leaders. It would be like tantamount to walking into the Vatican today. For Jesus to walk into the temple square today would be the same thing as going over to the Vatican today and turning up everything upside down and all of the things that have been established. And he was speaking against it, the scribes and the Pharisees and, and, and the rulers at that time about their own hypocrisy. This is interesting to me because in Matthew chapter 23 through 25, three long chapters which are all written in red because Jesus is speaking he was coming against the religious rulers of those days in three chapters I'm not talking about just a few verses here but three chapters 23 to 25 he comes against these these leaders and then on Wednesday Judas uh, was bribed by the religious leaders to turn Jesus over to them and they gave him a price and what was the price it was how much 30 pieces of silver, 30 pieces of silver. And Judas was getting ready to turn, them, turn Jesus over to him when he went to pray in the garden. On Thursday, uh, they observed the Last Supper. And at the Last Supper, we did that this morning, but that was the first Last Supper was back then. Jesus gets his disciples together and he explains the body and the blood of Christ and what it means going forward. And then later... Uh, uh, Jesus, uh, pardon me, Judas betrays Jesus. Remember how he betrayed Jesus in the garden? They handed him over. And then Judas tried to take back what he had done. He went and talked to the religious rulers. He said, I, I just want to take it back. He says, no, you, a deal's a deal. You made the money. Here it is. You take care of it yourself. And he was so grieved by it that he went and took his own life. He threw the money on the floor and he went away and he took his own life. How many know that the wages of sin will always be death? Can I get a witness here this morning? It's not something we ever want to face. Then Peter denied Jesus three times. Uh, you remember that story about the denial of Peter three times. And you go like, man, Peter, you sure just let him down. But how many times have we denied Christ in our own lives? You know what I'm saying? And I want to, I'm glad that God is a God of a second chance. Can I get a witness? Amen. Actually, he's a God of a third chance and a fourth chance and a fifth chance. Because Peter, after the resurrection and on the day of Pentecost, Peter was allowed to give the very first uh, sermon of the new church. And so by many Catholics uh, in particular, he's considered the father of the church or the first pope. Uh, but it goes all the way back to Peter, the one who denied Christ three times, but now he was forgiven and is given the opportunity to give the very first sermon at the launch of the church in the New Testament. Hallelujah. So Jesus now, before he goes to the cross, he goes to Gethsemane to pray. And at this Garden of Gethsemane, so you can go to the Mount of Olives, walk down to the Garden of Gethsemane when you're in Jerusalem next time, all right? How many of you want to go to Israel someday, amen? And, and, and I'd love for all of you to be able to go to Israel, to be able to walk down to the Mount of Olives, down into the Garden of Gethsemane, and to pray where Jesus prayed. And Jesus prayed with so much passion that the Bible says that he actually sweat drops of blood. 
That's how much passion that he had when he prayed. And Jesus even said, because he was part God, part man. In other words, they, the, if you read in theology, he's called the God-man. In other words, all God and all man all, together. He came to, down to be like one of us. And he had these emotions going to the cross. And he's saying, Lord, if there's any other way that you can do it a different way, you know, take this cup from me. But then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Nevertheless. Say with me this morning, nevertheless. I'm so glad that Jesus did nevertheless for us. In other words, he didn't take the easy way out. He went to the cross. That's why he was called. And he went to the cross out of obedience. Say with me, out of obedience. In other words, this was the will of God for him. And he says, I'm going to be obedient and follow all the way through to the cross. And because Jesus willingly went to the cross to pay for your sins and mine, we are free today. Hallelujah. And because Jesus willingly went to the cross, here's what happened. God highly exalted him and give, gave him the name that's above every other name. And let me just say this. If you are obedient like Christ was obedient, now Christ was exalted to the highest place, but when you're obedient, God is also going to put a blessing on your life if you'll just be obedient. So I love what it says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. If you've got your Bibles and can turn there quickly, otherwise it'll come up on the screen. And being found in the appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Now, I want to ask you the operative word, and everyone hang in with me today, all right? No slumbering allowed today. Because I'm only going to be with you for another 20 minutes, all right? I'm talking about, I'm only going to be speaking for 20 minutes. How many believe you can lean into the Word of God? And I think that fatigue is a very bad thing, and, 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 and the devil wants to put you to sleep because he doesn't want you to hear the Word of God. So I've, I've been pushing back on the devil since I've been about a teenager. The Holy Spirit and said to me, uh, fatigue in church is a bad tradition. Don't even go there, all right? Be alert to the Word of God, even if you have to slap yourself in the face and say, ouch, that hurt. Uh, and say, wake up, self. You know, okay, all right. How many are with me, right? I'm with you all of that way. Amen. Uh, but he said this. He humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, it says, therefore, God has highly exalted him to the highest place and given him the name that is above every other name. And you'll notice right here, Jesus was the Christ. He's the son of God. But right here at the cross at this time, when Jesus completed his work on the cross, he was given a new name called Lord. Lord Jesus. In other words, he's now with God. It was Lord God, now it's Lord Jesus, the name that is above every other name. If Jesus isn't Lord of all, he isn't Lord at all, we want to make him Lord of our lives. Hallelujah. Not just Savior, but Lord as well. Hallelujah. So look at verse 9, Philippians 2, 9. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that's Jesus Christ who is our Lord, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. To the glory of God the Father. Say it with me right now. Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you, Jesus is your Savior, right? And how many say, he's not only my Savior, but he's also my Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, I want his Lordship to be in my life. Praise God. So 
Now, how did this exaltation take place, everyone? It took place because Jesus was first obedient, even to the point of death on the cross, God highly exalted him. And what I'm trying to segue, at least make the comparison here, the parallel is this. If you'll be obedient, God will lift up your life as well. God will bless your life in a way. He's not going to exalt you the way that he exalted Christ, but he's going to bless you in some special way that's just meant for you. Hallelujah. So today, we're talking about the blessings of obedience. Say with me this morning, the blessings of obedience. Because obedience is the key to living a more blessed life. It really is. Um, If you'll go back in the uh, Old Testament, all right, so in the Old Testament, we have 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, something like that, 66 altogether. But in the Old Testament, you have the story of Moses, all right? Moses is the deliverer. And Moses is, you know, caught there in, in, in Egypt with the people. And he says, let my people go. And Moses brings the people out of Egypt. They cross the Red Sea. They're led by a cloud by day and a fire by night. Have all of these great miracles take place. Moses gets to the end of his life. He's 120 years old now. How many of that? That's a good long life, amen? 120 years old. So he's getting ready now, and he's addressing the people for the last time. And he's saying some parting words to them. But in his parting words, he's saying, I want you to be blessed. How many are glad that God wants you to be blessed, amen? And so in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 14, if you'll pull that up in your Bible, all right? And let me tell you this, things come up on the screen right here, but if you can get it to come up in your Bible and read it with you in your, with your own Bible, it's, 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 it has a double impact. So Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through 14, the blessings of obedience. And Moses is, is essentially saying this, here's how you can have a more blessed life. A more blessed life uh, is by being obedient. Okay, now let me ask you believers today, how many of you say my life is blessed right now? I, just by knowing the Lord, but I'll tell you what, if it was okay with God to bless me some more, I'd be just okay with that as well. Amen? Amen? In other words, because I can tell you what, God has way more blessing. Uh, his heart is to bless you more than you even know that you want to be blessed. I'll prove it to you here in just a few moments, but it's true. I mean, we, get, we talk about one blessing, but God wants to give you multiple blessings. He really does. But how does it come? It comes from ob- obedience. Now, watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 14. Now it shall come to pass, if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Say it with me, diligently obey. Now that has to do with diligence. Um, Diligently obey. Not just obey, but diligently. Be careful to obey. Um, I have a friend, a good friend of mine, that's a, a pilot with Delta Airlines. In fact, last week he just flew his last flight. And his family was on board. He, he just turned 65. But we've been flying together ever since I was about 20 years old. And so he'd gone up from light aircraft, little Cessnas, little Mooney aircraft, little uh, uh, Cessna caravans, and worked up the line to flying 727s and 737s and 747s and 757s and 767s. And then when the uh, Delta bought uh, uh, a lot of... Uh, Airbuses. then he eventually became the captain on uh, Airbus 330, which is one of their largest jets that they fly right now. And uh, so he took his last trip just last week. Uh, But all that time, I'm talking about in 40 years of flying, or 30 years of flying, 
and much of it as a captain, he's been diligent every time that he got into the cockpit of the aircraft. He has been diligently following the rules and been obedient to the rules of the flight design of that plane. And so he's flown all of those years without incident and without any kind of safety problem at all. And, And it's been about 35 years he's done this because he's been diligent. Let me just ask you a question here this morning. How many of you would just assume that the pilot who's flying you is a diligent pilot? Could I get, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? And that, as, as, as like, oh, whatever, you know. Uh, let me tell you what'll scare you every time if a pilot takes off and he still has the chocks in the wheels, which is a common pilot error. And, and, and then, but it, it, it helps you to lose a lot of confidence in the pilot if he's full powering up and his plane's not moving because there's chocks in the wheels still. You kind of go, I don't know if I'm going to finish this flight or not. But there is a rule book on board. There's a checklist that you remove the chocks because otherwise the plane's not going to move. Now that, that just has to do with diligence. Now, where am I at right now? He's saying, if you'll diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Look at verse 2. And all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because the Lord, because you obey the Lord uh, your God. It says the blessings will overtake you. Say with me right now, the blessings will overtake you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! We here at Harvest Church in the last 30, 31 years, we've had the blessings of God overtake us. Do end runs around us. Do all kinds of things. Just just like God will just overtake you with a blessing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yesterday I was shopping. And uh, and, uh, anyway, I was at... I went to pick up my granddaughters over in Turlock, California, which is the halfway point for her parents... Uh, uh, my daughter and his husband. So we went and met in Turlock. So they bring him from Fresno to Turlock, and then we met him, and we brought him home. It's the blessings of my little granddaughters. But anyway, I was there, and so uh, they were half an hour late. So I thought, well, I'm going to just go over to Lowe's and uh, walk around Lowe's. So I was walking around Lowe's, and I and uh, I like looking at stuff, I, whether I buy it or not. I just like looking at it. But anyway. I've got a mower at home that's like 18 or 19 years old, all right? And it's a Honda, and it, that's why it's 18 or 19 years old. Cause it, but, but it's like 18 or 19 years old. And years ago, 20 years ago, when I first came to town, I hadn't bought anything else, and I go, I'm going to buy a good lawnmower. And it was about close to $600 back then, 20 years ago. And so I bought the best one, you know, that I could get, and then I was mowing, and, and then now I have my lawn mode a little uh, mode because I can get a pretty good deal on it. I made the mistake of having him do it for while I was on vacation once and it was, you know, it was kind of nice. But, but anyway, so yesterday, I was talking about walking in a blessing right now. So yesterday, I was like looking at these mowers and they had all the new Hondas out there. $629 for that same mower, $629. But there was one on the floor. I wasn't even looking for a mower yesterday. But then there was one on the floor that, that, that had been taken out of the box and it still had the packing material on it. It didn't even have gas in it. It had never been assembled, nothing. And they had it as an open box model and usually they discount those like 10% or 15% or 20%. It was priced at $314. I go like, I don't even, I don't even need a lawnmower now, but I'm buying this one. 
it was like sitting on the floor, and I brought it back there and uh, took my, uh, I put it in my car. Man, I was feeling like the best shot. I was feeling blessed. I'm talking about being blessed this morning. Can I get a witness? Amen. 50% off a brand new Honda. And then, come on, be happy with me. Be happy. 50% off. And then I went home to the garage and I and, and got mine out and, 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 and washed it off. And then I text messages a couple of uh, young homeowners that I knew uh, that lived right next door to me, a next door neighbors. And I said, hey, I don't know if you're in the market of a, for a, a mower, but um, I'll sell mine to you for 100 bucks or I'll put it out in front and sell it for 100 bucks. And so they bought it like that. And so I got the mower for $200. Hallelujah. Brand new one. Woo! <laughs> I didn't say this in the first service. I guess somebody needed it in this service. I don't know. No, what I'm saying is all these blessings, plural, will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I'll share something next Sunday that just a mind-blowing blessing that the church just received last week. That, that just a mind-blowing blessing. I'll share it next week but, um, uh, or the following week. But it, but it was a, it, it, because... God, Harvest Church has been blessed to be a blessing, and when you are a blessing, God, you're not even looking for the blessing, but he'll chase you down with a blessing. And so I'll have some really good news to share with you in about a week, okay? But blessed you shall be in the city, and blessed you shall be in the country. In other words, you don't have to, some people say, I've got to be in the big city to be blessed. No, you can be living in the country too. And if it was just right now, if it was, if it was right now, the translation would be, blessed shall you be in Sacramento, blessed shall you be in Elk Grove, blessed shall you be in Herald. And you can even be blessed in Hood. Can I get a witness? Amen. Have any of you driven through the big metropolis of Hood? Come on, work with me, everyone. Come on now. You can be blessed even in hood. Praise God. So blessed you'll be in the city and blessed you'll be in the country. Blessed will be the fruit of your body. In other words, your children will be blessed. The produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and offspring. We don't raise a bunch of cattle. Some of you might, but not many of us do. But you'll be productive and profitable. That's what God is saying. I'm talking about if you walk in obedience, God says this, I'm going to give you a blessing over your life. And not just one blessing, but blessings in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and then he says, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you, when you come in and blessed when you go out. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you walk into Target, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. When I walk out of Target, I'm blessed. Or if you live in... Uh, Galt, blessed when I walk in a tractor supply company and blessed when I walk out a tractor supply company. Okay, I'm taking a little liberty with the text here. But blessed when you come in and blessed where you go. In other words, wherever, in your coming, in your going, you're going to be blessed. Can I get a witness, amen? You've heard of these super spiritual Christians that go, how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, they've got good ground. If you're walking in obedience, you're going to be blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So blessed when you come in and go out. Now watch this, verse 7. The Lord's going to cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way, but they're going to flee seven ways. How many of you have ever had any little enemy uh, interference in your life, right? But now when the enemy uh, comes in, there's two ways of looking at this verse. Have you ever heard this verse saying, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him? Like when the enemy comes in like a flood, 
Actually, that's translated a little bit more this way. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. All right? Sometimes we put the onus on the enemy. He's coming in like a flood. No, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. In other words, the enemy may come in one way, but God says, you're going to go out seven ways. And one thing is we just need to know it. When the enemy comes in, like, well, here comes the enemy again. You're back for more. You're going to come in one way, but in the name of Jesus, God's going to scatter you seven ways. Hallelujah. Give me a loud amen through those masks. Hallelujah. Glory adios. I think that means glory to God, right? Hallelujah. And God will command his blessing on you. In other words, there's going to be a commanded blessing in your life and your storehouses, and everything that you set your hand to, God's going to bless. Man, I just receive that, Lord God. I'm going to walk in obedience, and God, everything I set my hand to is going to be blessed. You say, Pastor Perry, I'm not there. Something's wrong. Well, the wrong thing we'll get to in a second is disobedience. If you walk in disobedience, God kind of lifts his hand from your life. You hearing what I'm saying? But if you walk in obedience, you're going to have the blessings of God overtaking you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Then all the people are going to see it. Watch this. Look at verse 9. Go back to verse 9. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he's sworn to you, if you, if, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Hallelujah. And then the people of the world are going to call you blessed, and they're going to, be, they're going to have a fear of you. I'm talking about because they see that God is with you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. Say with me right now, plenty of goods. Hallelujah. Plenty of goods. You say, well, Pastor Perry, I've never seen plenty of goods. Oh, praise God. I've got plenty of goods right now. When I walk in my pantry, I've got a whole shelf full of bounty towels. Can I get a witness? Amen. <laughs> and I've got enough Northern and Charmin to last me the rest of the year. That's a blessing from the Lord, if you remember. <clears throat> okay, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of work with me here. Come on. He says, you'll have plenty of goods. In the fruit of your body, the increase of your livestock, the produce of your ground, in the land which you, the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, and the Lord will open up his good treasure, the heavens. If you're a farmer, this would mean a lot. The heavens to give you rain in, your, in, in the land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. There it is again. To bless all the work of your hand. Say it with me right now. To bless all the work of your hand. You're going to be blessed in such a way that you can lend to many nations, but you're not going to have to borrow. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just telling you this. Walk in obedience and walk in the way of the Lord with the principles of God, and God will even help you to get out of debt. Not to be a slave to debt, not to be a borrower, but a lender and a giver. But he says, I'm going to get you out of debt as well. Praise God, I've been in debt and I've been out of debt. And out of debt's a whole lot better than in debt. Yeah. Owe no man anything except to show them love. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you need to take your credit cards and do plastic surgery. Just cut them up. In the name of Jesus. And get them paid off in the name of the Lord. And don't go back to the Egypt of slavery, to the slavery of, of being in debt. <clears throat> Good preaching here. Because we're talking about being blessed. Now, um, and the Lord, we'll look at verse 13, he'll make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. And 
if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God. In other words, God says, I'm going to do a commanded blessing on you. If you'll heed the commandments of the Lord your God that I commanded you, and be careful to observe them. And then he says this, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left, but, or go off after any other gods and serve them. In other words, he says, don't turn aside from the principles that are in this book, the word that's in this book, don't turn aside from it, but observe it carefully, hallelujah. Then you're going to get to your destination, and you're going to get to your destination in a blessed way and in a safe way, hallelujah. There's a lot of turning aside from the word of God in America today. There's a lot of turning aside from the word of God in the world today. It would be called a secular generation, a generation that's absent from God. But I don't want to be absent from God. I want to be full of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. How about you? Amen. Not absent of God. What an what a empty place to be, everyone. Praise God. Hallelujah. So don't turn aside from any of the words which I command you. Don't turn aside to other things or other idols. Hallelujah. That's why I've just said, you know, keep in the word of God. Keep on planting the word of God in your heart. And watch what you watch. Watch what you're taking in in this digital time that we live in and especially more pronounced right now when some people stay at home watching the wrong things, looking at the wrong things, and then you wonder why you're thinking the wrong things. Because you're ingesting all of this junk and then junk's happening in your life because you're ingesting junk. Can I get a witness right now? I mean, all of this stuff. And, and yet, I know there's a landscape right now of all kinds of opportunities, video opportunities, whether it's on Disney Plus or whether it's on Send to the Max or whether it's on uh, HBO, Hell Box Office, whether it's on um, uh, uh, Amazon Prime. You'd think that there'd be some good family offerings on that, but they're peddling junk just as good as anybody is or just as bad as anybody is. Junk. And just because it's free doesn't mean you have to partake of it. And by free, you are paying for it. But I'm talking about watch what you watch. Because we can be in our watching being disobedient to God because we're being morally disobedient right now. By feeding the lust of our flesh instead of feeding our spirit. And if we feed our flesh, we're going to end up in hell. If we feed our spirit, we're going to end up in heaven. Everybody, a lot is at stake right now. And believers right now, there is an off button on your TV. There's an off button on your computer. And there's also a wave escape key on your computer as well. But in other words, watch it. Walk in obedience in everything that you see and everything that you take in as well. In the name of Jesus. Then your life's going to be more blessed. Hallelujah. Give me, through the mask, give me a loud amen, because what I'm preaching is true, right? Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, somebody really needs this message. I'm not sure who it is, but somebody really needs it. Amen. You know who needs it? You need it, and I need it. And that's why Moses, what is he going to talk about on that last day when he's given the big sermon? He's, he's, he's giving some parting remarks right now, and his parting remarks to the people of God before he dies, he's saying, hey, you've seen how this all works, how God carries us forward. He says, but I'm telling you, if you want to be blessed, just walk in obedience. Hallelujah. So here, here's what I want you to say, say this morning. God doesn't want you to be less blessed. God wants you to be more blessed. And he has, it's not singular blessing. It's multiple blessings that God wants you to have in your life. Praise God. Blessed at every turn in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
I know a mower's a dumb, a mower's a dumb thing, but mowers just totally jazz me up. I just like mowers. And I've had the last one for 18 years, and I was going like, I wasn't going to buy one at all, but then God, he knew what's in your heart. God knows what your heart is. He says, okay, it's time right now. We're going to find one right on the floor. It's going to be half price. You won't believe it. Boom. And then you can sell yours right when you get home the same day. Well, that's just, that's just blessings that just come your way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. You'll tell me about your blessings, man. Praise God. I mean, it's, it's, it, how many of you would say, I've had blessings along the way, man? Praise God. Hallelujah. I was just going to get a, a, our, our washing machine and dryers about 10 years old or whatever it is, but, man, it's been going and going and going, and, and I was going like, I think I'm going to have to get a new one. You know, it's, it's, it's making all kinds of funny. It didn't stop. It just stopped working completely. So I was going and looking around at the new ones, and it was going to cost around between two and $3,000 to replace the pair that I had, and, 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 you know, like a couple of thousand dollars if you get a deluxe model. Come on, work with me, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's about what they cost nowadays. If you get a Speed Queen, they're $3,600. How did I know? I checked. Well, I'm not going to get that right now. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, but then I called in the serviceman, and I said, you know, let's just give this thing one more try. So he comes in to the, my gas dryer, goes through the whole thing and, and uh, puts a whole new kit in it. The thing dries like it never dried before. Cost me about maybe $300, but that's a far cry from $2,000. And now I'm just going to go, man, I bet you I get another five or ten years out of this thing. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. I'm blessed in my coming and blessed in my going. I mean, how many of you like it when God just kind of just a little shows up along the way of life in practical ways? Okay. Now, um, so... Here's what I want you to, here's what I'm going, man, I'm out, oh, I'm out, man, I just went, I'm going to finish her up here. Okay, here we go. So, God doesn't want you to be less blessed, he wants to be more blessed, and the key is found in your notes here, the key is found in one word, obedience, say it with me right now, obedience, just obedience is a good thing. What is obedience and why does it matter? Well, obedience is this, just kind of lightly defined, it's hearkening and heeding, hearkening and heeding. Hearkening has to do with listening to God. God, I'm listening to you right now. God speaks in a lot of different ways, but Lord, I'm listening to you. I want to tune in because I want to, be, I want to walk in obedience. I want to do the right thing. And then heeding is the doing of it. So it's hearkening, which is listening, and heeding, which is doing. In other words, being a doer of what God tells you to do. Hallelujah. The more that you hearken and heed to God, the more blessed your life is going to be. But now, that's just saying, God, I want to obey you. I want the blessings, plural, of God to come on my life. But... If you walk in disobedience, that's the, the opposite. Disobedience, say it with me right now, disobedience. Say it with me that right now, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? How many of you ever disobeyed God in your life and it cost you something, right? Cost you more than you wanted to pay. And, and just because we, did, we had to have our own way and we disobeyed God. Man, I, I'll tell you what, once I, I bought a house in Texas way years ago, 30 years ago, I bought a house in Texas, and it was a, it was a sell by, for sale by owner kind of a thing, and it looked like such a good deal on the day that I bought it, and the realtor said, you got you to gotta, uh, you gotta buy it on Sunday, because you, if you don't, somebody's going to get it, and I just got talked into it. And the Holy Spirit said, no, you don't do it because for you, that's your Sabbath. That's your Sunday right there. Don't buy and sell on Sunday. You, that's for me. I'm not putting that on you. I'm putting it on me. That's something God and I had. 
I'm not going to buy. I'm going to let it go. But I didn't listen, and I bought that house. It turned out to be the worst investment ever made on a house in my life. And it wasn't much way back then. It was, whatever, a hundred and some thousand dollars for a house. But, but it would turn out to be the worst thing that I ever did. I, it was, I just lost money because I didn't listen to God. I, I sold a car a few weeks, uh, no, uh, 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 a couple of years ago, a nice car that I had when I said it was a Chevy Malibu. And, and, and it came to the day that we were going to sell it and it was, um, you know, just wanted to sell it on a Sunday. And I said, no, I can't sell it on a Sunday. I can't sell it on a Sunday. Uh, I'll let it go. I'll sell it on a Saturday or I'll sell it on, 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 on a Monday for me. But that's my Sabbath, okay? It's just my Sabbath. I'm not putting you on that. It says, But God says, honor the Sabbath day, keep it holy. And, 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 and he says, all this other stuff will wait that you just got to do. But in other words, flow with God's t- timing and be obedient. And then once I did, it was a blessing to me and a blessing to the person that, that bought it, all right? And so anyway, is any of this getting through here? D- 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 disobedience we're talking about. Now watch. We talked about all of the multiple blessings, and I'm almost finished, all right? We, we talked about the multiple blessings of obedience, but when you get into disobedience, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15, there's a transition that takes place and describes what happens when we choose to live in disobedience. Now, everyone, the, what, there's curses of disobedience, blessings of obedience, but curses of disobedience, and the curses go on, Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68. Guess what? I'm not going to re- re- read them all here. 15 to 68. So look at all this. But it shall come to pass. I'll just read one verse. Watch this. But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God or observe carefully his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, then all of these curses are going to come on you and overtake you. Hey, everyone, I don't want to be overtaken by curses. I want to be overtaken by blessings. And so from verse 16 to 68, there are... Full 50 verses that describe the curses of disobedience. Let me tell you this about disobedience. It's a downward spiral that just goes from bad to worse. And in fact, it ends something like this. Here's the last verse there. It says, And God, the Lord, will take you back to Egypt in ships. In other words, you're in the promised land now, but I'm going to take you back to Egypt in ships. By way of the which I said to you, you shall never see it again. In other words, you're right at the, at the, at the beginning of the promised land. I'm, you're going to go back in ships to Egypt, and you're never going to see the promised land again. And then he says this, And you will be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. In other words, we're going to take you back to Egypt, back to slavery. We're going to sell you as slaves, but no one's even going to want to buy you. How bad do things have to get? No one's even going to want to buy you. Everyone say with me right now, one, two, three, yikes. So, man, that was the best yikes I've ever had in church. Yikes. That's what, that's, so what's the takeaway? If you want your life to be a blessed life, just know this. Determined to walk in obedience. All right, I'm almost finished right now. Duty versus love. I want to just take a, a moment to talk about an aspect or a side of obedience that is very important. It has to do with obedience out of duty. Say with me, obedience out of duty, right? Or obedience out of love. Now, duty says this. It says, thou shalt be obedient. You must be obedient. You will be obedient. How do you know that that goes a long way with your kids? We don't like it because it goes against our own nature. We don't like being told what to do. And we want things our own way. And it kind of chafes against us or rubs us the wrong way to be commanded or instructed to just do this. And that's what the law was all about. And that's why the law could not succeed. 
Because we have to be obedient not out of duty, but out of love, all right? out of desire. So what pleases God is obedience out of love. Say with me, obedience out of love. So watch this now. You say, Pastor, show me. The Bible says this, loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. How many of you love the Lord here this morning? And, and the, so the obedience that we have for him is just kind of like because we want to please God. We don't feel like God's just kind of pressing us in on this whole thing. He's saying this, you decide whom you're going to serve, you know. You can do it your way. But we want to just please God or be obedient out of love for God. Lord, I love you and I want to be obedient. In fact, when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come and your will be done, you know what that is? It's a prayer of obedience. God, your will and your way, your purpose and your plan, your rule and your reign, all of that is it's a prayer. Even when Jesus went to the cross, Lord, if you could take this away, that would be so good. But he says, not, your, not my will be done, but yours be done. That's obedience. It's done out of love for God. Hallelujah. So loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. You know, I get upset with all the people, you know, that talk about uh, church, and they go like, well, it's all the do's and the don'ts. As if there are no do's and don'ts in the world. Come on, give it a break. You're not even being fair. There's a lot of things that we're told to do that we're to obey that are for our good. California has a law, I've heard, that you're supposed to drive on the right side of the road. And if you drive on the right side of the road, it'll, be, it'll go well for you. But if you drive on the left side of the road, it won't go well for you and it won't go well for other people either. Am I right on that? And, and, and so now, I don't like to be told what to do. Yes, but we do it out of duty or we do it out of just the common sense. I'm just saying God, in other words, the Californians call this that way because why? Because they want to save your life. If everyone drives on the right side of the road, more people will live. That's a blessing. Lord will take that. Amen. So in other words, God is trying to save our lives with so many of the rules that he gives. I'm talking about so many of the things that he, instructions or the commands that he gives us. He's doing it so our life will be that much more blessed. You know, I, have a, a, I drive a motorcycle, and I have all of my life since I've been, I don't know, eight years old, seven years old. But I have a, I have a motorcycle that I've had now for about the last, I don't know, 12 years. And... and um, uh, it's a heavy motorcycle, about 750 pounds. But when I read the, the owner's manual, I haven't counted them, but I'm sure there's over 150 warnings in there. It's warnings. And they have a little, a little black square, like a triangle thing. Warning, if you don't do this, you may be injured severely or die. And then what am I going to do, get offended at the thing? I just don't like to hear that. And, and you know, it's like, it's like uh, you know, for instance, on my motorcycle, it has a kickstand that locks. When you lean it over, it locks in place so that it won't roll forward on an incline and tip the bike over. So it's got a built-in lock in the kickstand. But then they say, when you drive away, make sure that you put the kickstand up because if you don't put the kickstand up and you drive with the kickstand and take a left turn, all of a sudden that kickstand will lock, twist you around, throw you out on the pavement, and then you are having a bad day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How many of you would say, I, how many, you know, I don't chafe against that, even though they have the, the square and written in red, if you get this wrong, you may be severely injured or die. I just don't like hearing that, yeah? Well, how many of that's a rule I'm going to follow? Because I know they're saying it because they want me to have a blessed ride. 
Can I get a witness here this morning? You hear what I'm saying? And here's what I'm going to say about God here this morning. God's saying, I've given you commandments, but if you'll do them out of love, they're not burdensome at all. They're for a blessing. Hallelujah. God puts guardrails in our lives so we don't go over the cliff. Thank God for the guardrails in our lives or we'd have gone over the cliff a long time ago. Thank you, Lord God. Well, that's good preaching. But you know why? If it's good preaching, it's because I've got good material. The Holy Spirit wrote it, right? It's, just, it's not me at all. I'm just reporting the good news right here. It has nothing to do with me. So now, so here's what you need to do with this. God's commandments are not burdensome. In other words, God, I'm going to make a decision today to do the right thing. Make a series. If you've been making a series of wrong choices in your life, begin making a series of right choices in your life and obeying God and watch how the blessings start coming. I've had people come up to me that have been diso they, they, they want their life fixed in five minutes, but they've been disobedient for five years. So I, I pray for them, but then I tell them this. Start making a series of right decisions and obey God for a long journey ahead and watch how the blessings will start coming in your life and even start overtaking you. Praise God. Hallelujah. All of God's people that believe that, say loud amen. 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 Now, I, I, I saw a title the other day. I, I, it just came to me as I was writing this message. Um, I love the title. It was written, a book written by Eugene Peterson, who also is the author of The Message. The Message is a paraphrase uh, version of the Bible. It's a paraphrase. Remember that it's not a version, but a paraphrase. Um, so, uh, but he wrote another book called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. In other words, how to be a disciple of Christ in an instant society, instant culture. We want it all now. But he's saying, no, not all now. It's a long obedience in the, right, in the same direction. And I want to just say this. There's many of you here this morning, you've even grown up in church. You've been following Christ since you've been a little child. Your parents brought you to church or you started going and you've been going to church for months and years, but you've been headed in an obedience, a, a long obedience in the same direction. Amen. I'm not talking about a disobedience. I'm talking about a long obedience and God is blessing your life because of it. If I can get a witness, give me a witness. Can I give a witness? Amen. And that's what God wants for you. In other words, start making a series of right decisions, obeying him at every turn. Every day that I go out to walk and pray, you know what I pray? Your kingdom come your will be done in my life, Lord God. In other words, Lord, I want to do your will in your way, but my will in my way gets in the way. But God, I want to do your will in your way, and then the blessings follow. I'll tell you, it's when I get out of step with God and go, you know, in my own way or take a detour, man, I, it's just payday time. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you get exacted. Something gets exacted or taken away out of your life. And then I said, God, no, i got to get right back on the road right now. In my thinking and my actions and everything, Lord, I want to be obedient to you. And all of God's people said, amen. 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 Now, remember, obedience is hearkening and heeding the word of God. It's hearkening and heeding the word of God. Say with me this morning, hearkening, heeding the word of God. We've been in the Old Testament now, but let's just take it one step up in the New Testament, and then we're going home or wherever we're going to go, all right? Um, Here's what James, the brother, half-brother of Jesus says. And James, by the way, is one of the oldest books in the New Testament. But it's in the New Testament. James says this, Do not merely listen to the Word of God and deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Amen? I had a, an old friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine that's in heaven now. And he said, he said, We always used to pray for last Sunday's message. Let's pray for last Sunday's message. 
that last Sunday's message will take root and produce a good fruit as people go forward. In other words, don't just hear the word of God, but do what it says, right? And that's what we want to do today, you know, that the message that we preach today will be sealed in our hearts and say, God, what did we get out of this right now? We want to be followers of Christ who obey his words. And because of our obedience, God says this, I'm going to pour out blessings on your lives. And then James says this, don't just listen to the word of God, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word of God, but does not do what it says is someone like who looks at his face in a mirror. And after he looks at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Translation, it's coming into church on Sunday and just going, praise God, hallelujah, pray, and then walking out, and Monday's just another day and we're walking in the flesh. It's quiet in here because I'm preaching truth. We head down, you know, we were filled with the Holy Spirit on Sunday, and then you get filled with Jack Daniels and Jim Beam on Monday. I wish that wasn't true, but it's true, what I just preached right there. And uh, did pastor just say that? Yes, he did, and you can quote him. In other words, we do things on Sunday, but then we return right to our old lives on Monday. And, and, and so it says, don't just listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says, and that's where the blessing comes in. Anyone who listens to the word but does not keep what it says is like he's looking at his face in a mirror and he looks at himself and he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Hey, everyone this morning, how many of you looked in the mirror this morning, amen? And how many of you know that initially you didn't like what you saw, but then you looked again and then you go, I'm gonna, I can do something about that. And you walked away a better person than you did before you looked in the mirror, right? And it's the same way. We look into the mirror of the word of God, the truth of God. Every day we're looking into it and God changes us day. But if we look at it and do something about it, Lord, I hear your voice. I'm hearkening to your voice, but now I'm going to heed your voice and do something about it. And then watch what happens past that point. God begins to pour out blessings on you. Woo! All right, all right. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, watch this now, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, it's going to kind of come up on the screen, but doing it, watch now, I've got to give you proof because I've got to prove it. It's verse 25. They will be blessed in what they do. Say it with me, they will be blessed. That's the gospel truth. They will be blessed in what they do. Hallelujah. So I just this morning... Uh, if you want to be blessed in what you do, live a life of obedience. Remember this, because Jesus was obedient even to the death on the cross, because he was obedient, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, even changed his name to Lord. Now Jesus is Lord, and he says this was because uh, done, the reward was as a result of obedience. But then Moses was saying, hey, y'all be obedient. He was from the south. He said, y'all be obedient. And watch, these blessings, plural, are going to chase you down if you'll take heed according to the word of God. And all of God's people said, amen. 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 If you receive the word today, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Stand with me, and I want to just pray with you today. You've been so awesome to speak to today. Nobody went to sleep. It's like somebody said something about it at the front of the service. I don't know what that was. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, man. God is good. Say it with me right now. God is good. God's helping us. Hallelujah. What a great turnout this morning. Thanks for coming out.
Hallelujah. We are going to see in our lives, everyone, an awakening from God. And, and don't just, you know, that gets said a lot, so you live for the day of awakening. Let me tell you what, God will awaken you today if you'll just walk around the block with him. If you'll just take a half an hour walk with God and God just say, just, just awake my spirit, Lord God. Just speak to me, Lord God. Show me your presence. He'll do that. You don't have to be in a church house. You can be at your own house or you can be on a, a, a sidewalk. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, I go out six times a week. I go out on the sidewalk and I, and I listen to the voice of God. But let me tell you what. God isn't willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord isn't willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And God's going to continue to pour out his spirit on all flesh in our area, in our region, in regions all over the United States. But God has something great to do right here where we live. If you believe that, say aloud, amen. Amen, amen. It's happening. We're getting through it right now. God is leading us through it, but we're going to be led. We're going to be more God's going to lead us deeper and higher and all that other stuff in the name of Jesus. How many of you just say, God, how many of you say, Lord, I'm just wide open, Lord, for you to move on my heart and move on my spirit and just make me the man of God, the woman of God. You've called me to be. Lift up your hands and say amen. 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 The name of Jesus. Let me just pray a prayer of blessing of you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I've heard your word and your words are words of life. And Lord, I want to obey you. I want to walk in obedience. And your commandments are not burdensome. Say that. Your commandments are not burdensome, but they're to bless my life. So Lord God, right now, let me walk in such a way that my life can be blessed. And I prayed in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, those of you that are standing here right now, if you've never received Christ as your Savior and your Lord, and I know that most of you have, but if you've never asked Christ to be your Savior and your Lord, I want to ask you just to invite Him, invite you to invite Him into your heart, to receive Him as your Savior and your Lord, and watch how things will change. He'll, be, he'll make you a brand new person online, right here in the house, right here at Harvest Church. Just pray this prayer with me. And church family, if you'll join with me, and just if you'd like to receive Christ as your Savior and your Lord, just pray with me right now. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, right now, in this moment, I realize my need for you. And I ask you, Lord God, to come into my heart. Give me a new life. With my mouth, I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Let me become part of the family of God. Let me follow you. And today, Lord Jesus, I make you my Savior and my Lord. And I pray in your holy name, in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said amen. Now, those of you that prayed that online right here, Jesus wrote your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name's been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're part of the family of God. Your sins are forgiven. He's made you a brand new creation. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. So if the angels in heaven are rejoicing, we ought to rejoice here too. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. And tell us about your decision to receive Christ as well. Would you do that? Let me just pray a prayer of blessing over you right now. Father in heaven, I speak your blessing, Lord God, your favor, your mercy, and your grace, and your peace, and your provision over your people today, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the words that you've shared with us, Lord God. Let them be sealed in our hearts that, Lord, you have blessings for your people. 
God, let us walk in the many blessings that you have for us. And Lord God, it'll start with our obedience to you and your word. And Lord, again, we obey you gladly, not out of duty, but out of desire, out of love for you. So Lord God, let us take the words that we've heard today, Lord God, let let them be applied to our hearts and let them be lived out in our lives. And we just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And uh, we pray in in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. Everyone, I went so long today, but it's your fault. No, it's your fault because you made it so easy to preach. I'm serious. I'm serious. Thank you so much for just receiving the word of God. I bless you. So God bless you. We love you. Have a great day. Amen. Walk it out. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. Thank you.